did they stop manufacturing those or did they just repurpose them? I think he bought out the market, <laughs> <laughs> created a shortage. And then eventually, I mean, those things wear down and right. he was outside one day and a cool breeze hit those ankles and, and <laughs> snapped him in half. <laughs> to brittle ankles. Yeah. All the bones in his ankles just turned to powder. His, his virgin skin had never felt the air before. And so the combination of that cool breeze and it touching his skin was just, it was a dangerous cocktail. Yeah. yeah, no amount of sweating to the eighties can protect you from that. Yeah, yeah. Oh. rips, <laughs> rips, rips to his ankles. Rest in pepperoni. Probably imagine him just like always slightly damp. <laughs> yeah, you know he just he just jazzercised too close to the sun. <laughs> <laughs> it took him too oh, soon. Got him. Why? Why? <laughs> Good night, sweet prince. Uh, that one's going in the intro. Welcome to the part-time podcast with full-time friends. My name is Chris, and tonight I'm going to be talking about uh, the Mayan calendar. What up? My name is Addison, and I'm going to be talking about split ends. Hmm. Like, do you have them? or I don't. I have very healthy hair. Oh, okay. I guess we'll hear more about that. Uh, this is Tim, and I'm going to be talking about the differences in the uh, between a GMC and a Chevrolet. Oh, there, it's not many. It's a pretty short oh. segment. Just like the, the logo, same right? Basically. <laughs> well, before we get into these uh, riveting topics, <laughs> I want to know how's your week been? It has been. Pretty basic. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's been good. Um, I honestly can't remember much of what happened this week. Because of all the drugs? So many drugs. Uh, we did watch a movie, Yeah, uh, but I think we're going to talk about that a bit later. Okay. Yeah. Save it in your back pocket. Yeah. I'm going to just... Slip it right there. Yep. Good. That was my breast pocket, though. Yeah. Well, easy access. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but other than that, yeah, no, this didn't, didn't do a whole lot. Oh. I've been, uh, checking over my shoulder frequently. Yeah. Looking for a certain Matthew McConaughey Tulpa. Ooh. Uh, I feel like he has been, um, affecting me in my real life <laughs> and I am scared to drive anywhere. <laughs> Because I'm afraid I'll check a mirror or something like that, and he'll be like outside the car running next to it. <laughs> oh. Well, he wouldn't do that because <laughs> he'd be driving next to you in a Lincoln. Oh, yeah. No, thank you, Matthew. He's gonna ask. Yeah, he's he... gonna ask for the light, and then he's gonna come forward. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been living in a constant state of fear and misery. Well. <laughs> I think uh, you have Chris to blame for that. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Well, topos yeah. are supposed to are supposed to be happy and enhance your life. That's what I read. But didn't you like very briefly at the end <laughs> no, let's... say something about like how they could totally ruin everything? Yeah, let's not worry about no. that. I think Addison's very much worried about that. <laughs> yeah, birds are flying into my windows. <laughs> 
as long as you're a high enough level topomancer, you should be fine. I mean, you can, <laughs> I'm you can, I'm not. You, should, you can take easily take control of any level topomancy uh, topas with your topomancy. No, oh, I came in here as a complete rookie, unaware of what the consequences were. You made me make it, and now he's out of control. Yeah, oh, when man. I walked in tonight, um, Addison had a shotgun pointed at me and was like, No, Matthew, no! And I was like, Oh, calm down, dude. It's, it's me. Yeah, I don't even own a gun. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> yeah. Did Matthew McConaughey bring a gun in this house? He might have. Oh, man. Well, yeah. it sounds like he just needs to blow off some steam. So just find him, you know, a diversion or like a part-time job or I don't know, like something to do. <laughs> maybe he can start an, another, I, another movie. Those take a while to shoot. Um, maybe I could create another tulpa for him to play with. Yeah. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Well, and if, if you have you, one problem, you, you shove another problem at that problem. Yeah. <laughs> And if you get enough tulpas, then, uh, baby, you got a stew going. There you go. <laughs> you get a whole cast. Did your tulpa just tell us what its name was? It's stew. Stew? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I turned around real fast and didn't see anything. So my tulpa, I, I don't have one. Ugh. Count yourself lucky. Yeah. Well, maybe... Um, some of our listeners have their own topos after last episode and you, you can set up a play date with Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. There's gotta be something on Groupon or meetup.com. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. There's uh, you can go to like the park and um, do community service by picking up hypodermic needles. Oh yeah. Yeah. That'll keep him busy for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, put on some gloves for God's sakes. Yeah. Matthew's gonna get the hiv, man. I know you're ethereal, but still precautions. Yeah, he's gonna come back with Hep C. It's gonna be a real problem. Yeah, can you get Hep C twice if you've already got it? Well, it's curable. Oh, yeah, that's good. You to take hear. a pill for like ten days or something like that, and you're cured now. Wow! And let the government implant me with their cybernetics? No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's gotta be something crazy because, like. <laughs> For a disease that can kill you to take a pill for like, I think it's literally like a week and a half Dang. and you're cured. I wish the pills wouldn't hum though. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. What about you, Chris? Oh man. My, this has been my first full week of work back since the holiday. So it, it, it's been dragging a little bit, but you know, we're, we're at the highlight of the week right now recording. Um, So things are looking up. That's right. Yeah. Oh, I just bought my tickets to go see the Book of Mormon musical, so I'm pretty excited about that. Well, I say tickets. I mean Ooh. ticket because I'm going alone. <laughs> but I'm going to uh, make new friends uh, with everyone sitting around me. That's true. Yeah. Bring snacks, especially those loud ones with the cellophane wrapping on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard people like that. And if I bring in <laughs> like a- takeout Indian food. <laughs> <laughs> You should definitely take like a bag of Jolly Ranchers. Yeah. And then like, cause you have to unwrap or like, um, the Werther's caramels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, or butterscotches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to learn a few a magic tricks too before I go. <laughs> so I'm, pr- I'm pretty prepared between now and May. I think I'll be, I'll be all right.
Chris, you've seen it. You've got kids. Yeah, I've seen Toy Story 4. Well, <clears throat> I've definitely seen it, and I liked it. But I've got a review of someone who did not like it. I'm intrigued. I <laughs> cried during the last one. Oh, man. Three, three. Right? So I couldn't even, like, I heard, I've heard stories about four, mm-hmm. and I've been told that I'm just too emotional to watch it. Yeah, yeah. I, I would take a, somebody go with you, like a sober sitter. Okay. Yeah, because you're not going to want to drive home after watching this. You could take yeah, a Tulpa. Tears. <laughs> <laughs> could I borrow Matthew? I mean, Absolutely, please. <laughs> <laughs> so the reviewer, he seems to like it at first. He says, um, it seems to be a lock for best animated feature uh, for the Sunday's Glen- Golden Globes. I can't speak. And maybe even the Oscars. Wow. It, it left him in awe. So why did such why did a slightly bitter taste linger? Uh, because in many ways, <clears throat> Toy Story 4's worldview seems like an Eisenhower era fantasy. Lovely if you're wealthy and white, but alarming if you're black, brown, or gay. Oh my gosh, what? <laughs> okay, I'm buck. Hold on, let me find my seatbelt. Okay, I'm buckled in. So I, I now I know this movie's for intended for kids, right? Um, so I understand that most movies for kids don't need to be that complex. Uh, this guy disagrees. (laughs) He says, it's true that there are a few characters of, of color, um, including two supporting players voiced by Keegan, Mike and key and Jordan Peele. So they're really funny. You'd like them. Um, but each of the leads is Caucasian and not just the franchise regulars, but a host of new ones, including a very white fork (laughs) forky i've seen forky yeah i've seen pictures i didn't know that a plastic fork had an ethnicity (laughs) well it's white uh very white yeah you're right and he comes very he comes straight out of the garbage too (laughs) it's hilarious um yeah the fork because he thinks he's garbage he just only wants to be in the garbage that's like he's he thinks his destiny is just to be thrown away. Mm. And uh, maybe that is a message that like white nationalism needs to be thrown away. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. So maybe this guy, he didn't look deep enough. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He didn't peel back all the layers <laughs> because Forky was r- r- a raging xenophobe racist. <laughs> <laughs> so he says uh, the main character lives in this huge house, a brightly lit, house in a great neighborhood and she's got a ton of toys they drive a gas guzzling rv stopping at carnivals um and it'll be right at home in the 1940s and 50s um but problems of prejudice money and unemployment never seem to cross anyone's mind in a in a fantasy children's movie (laughs) okay i see his point i'm sure it never crosses anyone's mind oh uh, Pixar has often repeated outmoded tropes with no visible awareness of doing so, and only occasionally has it gone the other way, as with 2017's Coco. So, Toy Story is problematic. It's not for kids, and even if it is, it's not woke enough. Hmm. So, it, don't show your kids it. Is that your summary, or is that his? That's my oh, summary. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm struggling to make that connection that he was trying to to get me to to connect with Coco. What what was his point? 
Um, he was saying that they keep on using outmoded tropes and they don't even seem aware that they're doing it. And only once in a while do they actually like pull out the stops and do something for, you know, diversity with Coco. Oh, okay. Yeah. He goes on to rail about cars, um, saying that cars encourages the anti-immigration prejudice that is now running rampant through the country. Wow. Who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> How? I hope I I hope to God he's serious. Like I really hope yeah. that this isn't some kind of satire. Like I I I hope that there's someone out there who who believes this kind of stuff. Um, I don't I don't know what part of cars he's talking about. That's anti-immigration. Maybe because the sports car goes to the small town and they're like, get out of here. Yeah. But the end of the message is like, hey, you're cool with us. But that right. like small town that he goes to is extremely diverse. Yeah. yeah. There's like there's the Chicano guy, yeah, the lowrider. Yeah, there's the Italian, the little Italian, oh, Italian sport car. It, yeah, it, yeah, it's heavily changers. implied that people either broke down there and just never left, or like it used to be more of a bustling place that it fell on hard times because like a new road got built. Yeah, Route sixty six. Yeah, mm-hmm. or like a freeway through it. Uh, yeah, the freeway, not Route sixty six. Going, going back to Toy Story a little bit. So, playing in this person's universe, they've created. Um, <laughs> I just want to posit the question like one, can toys have a race? And two, oh. if they do, how do you determine the race? Is it their country of origin? Like where they were manufactured? Because I would argue that most of the toys, regardless of the person who voices them or this, the color of their plastic would then be some flavor <laughs> of Chinese. Yeah. That's a very good point. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, that's, to say that skin color is the only important and determining factor of nationality right. also. Right. It's not like there's people that are, are white people that are born in predominantly other countries mm-hmm. yeah, or vice versa. Yeah. I want another take on Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story 3 when he gets switched to Spanish mode. Yeah. Was that good representation no, or that was, was that terrible? Ra- that was probably racist. <laughs> Super racist. Because they were doing it to be funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh, see... You can only be serious in these kids' cartoons, but you can't laugh. Right. Right. They're not for laughter. <laughs> yeah. That level of, of absurdity <laughs> was also present in Coco as well. Like I've I've seen Coco and like there are characters very similar to what Buzz was doing in Toy Story Three. It's just in Coco yeah. they were dressed up in the like Dia de los Muertos, like sugar skull makeup. Yeah. So like, I haven't seen that either. So. Do, does having a, a Latinx person voice the character suddenly make it better? Like, Latinx. I'm, I'm just I trying to be, so you know, trying to be aware. Yeah, yeah it's current year absent. Well, I'm I am a uh, semi fluent Spanish speaker, and I promise you, no one in Mexico is saying Latinx. Well, how long has it been since you've been to Mexico? Oh, geez, like eight years. Yeah, yeah get woke, son. The X was always silent, and now you pronounce it. <laughs> Te us. Yeah. Yeah. Te us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I well, I don't know. I fail I still fail to see his connection to Coco and like what they're doing because I I mean Coco it, as a movie was I don't know, I maybe it just isn't made for me culturally, but like I felt like it was super derivative of a different movie called um The Book of Life, which was made oh. way before that one was. Yeah, they totally copied yeah. it. Yeah. Like they're almost exactly the same movie. Yeah, when I saw commercials for Coco, I was like, wait, this movie already got made. Yeah. Plus, aren't 
most cartoons like derivative of like <laughs> just being a simple story retold to simple minds to have like you make you feel good whoa no. i wouldn't say simple minds tim have you ever seen an anime, <laughs> an anime. <laughs> no the live action aladdin was completely different from the live act from the cartoon aladdin it wasn't derivative at all yeah right <laughs> <laughs> well uh i hope i hope this reviewer um gets some help are there yeah. you know maybe find maybe find god right <laughs> and and to hammer the the point of the whole thing about coco home is it's the it is a movie about an absentee dad amongst a culture where um absentee parents uh are kind of a meme in yeah <laughs> so i i don't know i feel like if you're gonna find something to be enraged about like you're you're gonna find it like if you're, if you're trying to look for it you're gonna find it but i don't think that they're yeah. intending for that to happen yeah i think too many people are looking for ill intent where there's no ill intent right yeah. and very very like just <laughs> I mean, Toy Story. <laughs> yeah, come on. And the pla- the white plastic fork being like too white. Yeah, like what would they? Ha- what what would people's reaction do if they chose a black plastic fork? Do they even? Oh, right. yeah, I guess they do make those. Yeah. Or if it was like dirty, yeah, then that would have like said something, and yeah. they would have been upset about that. Well, yeah, because it comes uh, out of the garbage, so it's like you pull the black spork out of the garbage and then send it home to a bunch of white. You know, then. It, then it's just like oh yeah if you yeah if you had a black fork like saying i'm garbage i want to go to i want to be in the the trash people would be like what black people are trash yeah right (laughs) it'd be like uh if toy story did the blind side yeah (laughs) it would be like if somebody got mad about um little daniel not wearing pants in his tv show daniel tiger Understands the concept of pants, but he refuses to wear them. That is what I don't understand. He and his dad both. They they get what they are. They own some. They just don't put them on. <laughs> they own them. It's, well, it's because they're like, you know, a well-off. They're part of the 1%. Oh. They own the pants, yeah. but they're like... I choose not to wear them. Those pants? Oh, those are the emperor's clothes. Yeah. I'm not wearing those. <laughs> well, they live in a town where there there is a king. <laughs> And the king wears clothes. <laughs> well, I don't know what to tell you. That's yeah. has this guy written more reviews that we can go and find? And oh, read? you know what? I should probably yeah. I'll, I don't have the actual article here. I just clipped some stuff out of the article, but I'm going to find his name. I'm yeah. sure it's some white cis male writing this. Yeah, trying to get laid from his coworkers. <laughs> yeah, try, trying to outlook well, co- the internet. Well, his coworkers are probably lesbians. He's like barking up the wrong tree. Right. <laughs> and he just doesn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'll, I can, I can change him. I can turn him. Yeah. Yeah. Douche. Once they see how woke I am. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to write your own dissertation about why Toy Story is racist. <laughs> that proves yeah. his th- wasn't racist enough. You know. Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine when that like. Did this break on like BuzzFeed or something like that? Uh, yeah, one of those. Yeah, like this guy, like, <laughs> hey, sliding it across, like emailing it out, like, hey, check out this article. Check out this article. Yeah. Toy Story's racist. I'm kind of a big deal. Do you want to get drinks? He, yeah. <laughs> He's probably just mad because he lives in a dumpster and no one pulled him out of a dumpster <laughs> and he had to pull himself out 
and found a computer and he just typed the first thing he re- he could think of. <laughs> yeah, he's actually writing this from the um, city library. Yeah. He's trash, and you got to write what you know. Yeah. Going <laughs> <laughs> to play to your audience. Yeah. Um, so I've been looking um, a lot lately for a job for you, Tim, because oh. it's now been like 11 episodes and you still haven't found like steady gainful employment i mean i would say that i get by which i don't he's got a successful Uh, uh, movie review page we just read one (laughs) (laughs) yeah don't look too deep into that reviewer by the way like that was just a funny thing i said writes under pseudonym cox tim (laughs) sim talks yeah um, so I've got a pretty decent job here that I think you might be interested in. Yeah. Now l- let me ask you this. Have you ever thought of yourself as a pilot? Like, like, like a pilot, like flying pilot, maybe not flying, but piloting, you know, a specialty vehicle. Um, yeah. Okay. Would you be someone who is into wearing a uniform? Def- one, yeah. 2000%. Um, are you a recent college graduate? We can lie. We can lie. That's fine. <laughs> now, do you mind a corny joke or two being tossed your way here and there? I love it. I well, prefer it, actually. Well, this might be the job for you. Oh, yeah? So Oscar Meyer has started taking applications for the 2020 class of hot doggers, <laughs> a.k.a. Wienermobile pilots. <laughs> yes! Oh, man, you were born for this. <laughs> I'll be the only vegan hot dog pilot. <laughs> the company's looking for a small selection of qualified professionals, uh-huh. which I think you fit the bill. Yeah. To take on the coveted role. Now you're going to spend an entire year crisscrossing the country at the helm of the world famous Wiener Mobile. That sounds inefficient. Oh yeah. Cutting through, <laughs> just crisscrossing yeah. the whole country. Yeah, like going Why, from New Mexico we... to New York, and like, all right. Back to and Colorado. Back to Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as a new hire, your first two weeks will be spent at Hot Dog High. Oh, God. Yes. I want to go there. I so love bad. everything about this. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine going back to high school, but everything's wiener themed? <laughs> <laughs> so just going back to yeah, high right. school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you'll have a two week training program that includes choosing an appropriate hot dogger nickname. Oh God. oh God! What's my what's my hot dogger it. nickname, guys? Oh, oh man! Um, uh, sausage. S- what's your middle name? Slippy. Edward. Oh, Edward Sausage Hands. <laughs> uh, Timmer Schnitzel. Oh, <laughs> nailed it! Oh yeah, Timmer Schnitzel. But I think isn't a schnitzel like a hammered out breaded piece of meat? Fine, Teener Schnitzel. Hey. <laughs> uh something well because you're vegan so you're gonna be opening up a whole vegan line now to yeah to the wiener thing yeah yeah so maybe some sort of like veggie tube <laughs> <laughs> well it, so I'll, i have to call it veggie tube if i'm gonna go to arkansas it, it would yeah. sound like you're trying to make a funny german accent but you i mean it the name's right there you call a veg a vegetarian hot dog a wiener Ooh, with a V. Oh, 
Yeah. Yeah. I like <laughs> it. I'll say that on my name tag. Yeah. Yeah. What's the uniform like for this job? Um, it's embarrassing. A lot of polyester, I'm guessing. Poly- you know, hot dog on a stick. It's yeah. similar to that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Except for the hat, it's like a big wiener that it like droops down your face and rests on your nose. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like all the hats I wear. Yes. <laughs> um, so you'll get to choose your, your nickname and you'll learn family friendly hot dog puns. Oh, yeah. And you'll mash and mastering the finer points of maneuvering a 27 foot long hot dog on wheels. Yeah, I could already do that. <laughs> really? It's no problem. You, got, I, you think that's a class C? Or do, or no, I think it's a GMC. feet? <laughs> <laughs> We're not to that yet, Chris. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, 27 feet? You're still under, I think 45 feet is when you have to go and get your, uh, your class A. Yeah, so it's just a class C license. Okay. To operate oh. 27 feet. You should be fine then. Yeah. What if you yeah. have to pull What's a trailer? Back there, like double axles? It's probably probably got a double axle to fit all those wieners in the back. <laughs> <laughs> so how, t- how tall is this thing? Oh, I can't be taller than you. <laughs> it's it's got to be. <laughs> You're going to have to like lay down and, <laughs> and pilot this thing. <laughs> Steering with one hand and pushing the pedal with your hands. Now I'm just imagining uh, Christian Bale's Batman when he like gets into the Batmobile and it like sucks him in. He's like laying down on the stomach. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I pilot the wiener. It's a military grade wienermobile. <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine like invading another country and you just see like a full fleet of like wienermobile tanks? <laughs> how intimidating would the, that be that's like a statement the back, op- the, yeah. back, the back opens up and all these marines start naruto running out what kind of weapon system am i rocking yeah. in this thing and all of their camo oh, pattern is just like small little squares with john cena in it so no one can see them <laughs> oh man that'd be good i think we just created the perfect army yeah listen up here military you just spent Two point three trillion dollars. Yeah, give us that money. Yeah, yeah we just we solved it. What five minutes? Invincible. Yeah, and because it's Wiener Schnitzel, it's German, so I, you know, we're gonna have like some good results. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, some sort of ultimate solution. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> oh, Addison, don't look at me that way. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, as one of the chosen few. An Oscar Mayer hot dogger can expect to represent the brand in radio and TV appearances, grocery store events, charity functions, and anywhere else that the Wiener Bill is an appropriate fixture. <laughs> this is going to be perfect for the podcast. I like yeah. how they have to specify if it's for the appropriate venture. It's like, where on <laughs> earth is this hot dog mobile like inappropriate, inappropriate right? right. It's, it's socially acceptable yeah. everywhere. Probably Pride and anywhere near a Toy Story 4 movie review. <laughs> uh, premiere, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, I probably wouldn't go over well if I rolled up to Pride in that thing. Yeah, how long does not. How long do we have left to apply for this job? What's the window we're looking at? Uh, well, yeah, what's my deadline? Uh, well, it's the class of 2020, so I'm guessing the fall. Because I just saw this on Twitter like two days ago, so okay. we should be good. Okay. Do you have to we tweet your f- resume? Ooh, probably. I have a really good CV, so yeah, yeah. We just got to find a way to to um, forfeit 
Fuck. What do you call those things where you make a fake document? Forge. Forgery. Forgery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a college diploma. Yeah. Recent, though. Yeah. Yeah. It just says we, we'll a college you... diploma, right? It doesn't say from where. Yeah. It it's, can... And it says recent. Yeah. So this doesn't recent. have to be accredited. Yeah, no way. You can go to Trump school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to have to, like, shave and wear a lot of makeup to make myself look younger. Really? You think you don't? Because it looks like they're looking for, like, young, like... Young blood. Early 20s. Well, you got Photoshop now. And I'm... Yeah. <laughs> well, but then I show up, like, <laughs> guys, I'm going to get this job. That's, like, <laughs> I'm thinking long, long term here. You can't it's catfish like Tinder, your employer, like, I guess. Yeah, you just got to yeah. catfish them to the first date once you're there, man. I mean... I'll sell it. You, you sell it. You'd be like, yeah. oh, I was in a terrible accident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a motorcycle accident. And that's why my face looks like this. Yeah. That's they, what, they can't send you away for that's that. That's why I look old and I'm like, have graying hair. <laughs> once you once you pop the hood on that wiener wagon and you like tweak a few knobs and, you know, pull a few sprockets and now it's like all souped up and, yeah. and you know, you open up the door and you're like, mm, did you know you can watch your porn in there? <laughs> can you imagine being pulled over yeah you're like swerving a little bit in that thing and the cop comes up and you're just like watching some hardcore porn at home depot <laughs> in a home depot parking yeah. lot i feel like that'd be a Cops little like... bit too on the nose like it wouldn't even really be that funny because like you just kind of expect that to be happening already and if it actually is happening yeah. you're like eh, i called that the cop pulls you over and he's like, I would give you a ticket, but this is a good story here. It yeah. turns out it's not the beach. It's a bathtub. <laughs> I don't understand. What? You haven't seen that? No. Have you seen that, Tim? I. It sounds super familiar. So, Oh, from like, is that the Mary Poppins? No. Oh. Um, there's the... There, I forget how I found it. I wasn't looking at porn. It was on YouTube, and I think somebody sent it to me, and it was like, this is the best storyline to porn ever. And it's this guy sitting in a bathtub, a bubble bath, and uh, there's a, a woman walks up in a lifeguard, uh, what do you call them, bathing suits, mm -hmm. and she's like, oh, you got to be careful. No body of water is safe without a lifeguard. And he's like, lady, I'm taking a bath. I think you should leave. <laughs> And she's like, oh, sorry, I'll let you relax. And so he starts relaxing and she blows her whistle and she's like, shark in the water, shark in the water. <laughs> he's like, where, where? And he stands up and of course he's naked. And he's like, wait a second. There's no sharks in the water. This isn't the beach. It's a bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> he's oh, like, lady, man. I think you should leave. And she goes, I think I should stay. And I think we should have sex. <laughs> and he's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's that's like... a plot for you. <laughs> Full of twists and turns and <laughs> drama. A little bit of comedy. Yeah. Sounds, yeah. Like, sounds like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's the twist. It's not the, the beach. beach. It's a it's bathtub. A <laughs> yeah, M. Night Shyamalan's 2020 movie, Shark in the Water. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of movies, we watched a wild one this week, didn't we? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, we were we didn't mean to do that in unison. Yeah, but I, we did. I thought you planned it.
talk about watching the movie called um, The Man Who Killed Hitler and also The Bigfoot. And then, and then, and then The Bigfoot. Yeah. yeah, starring Sam Bigfoot. Elliott, the official sponsor of Coors, the bouquet of beers. <laughs> uh, and oh, I have this... been waiting to talk to both of you about this movie because um, I'd say about two thirds of it, like, you know, it was pretty standard. It was interesting. It was like pretty standard fair movie. I was like, okay, like I get what they're doing here. And then the last third of the movie, I have no idea what happened. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, At one point, uh, spoilers, uh, Bigfoot just starts spewing out like what looks like pumpkin soup all over Sam Elliott. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know how we got to that point. (laughs) Um, I don't know how he got there either, but after watching that movie, I I read a movie review also, and I think it is the single greatest written movie review of all time. <laughs> yeah, let's absolutely. hear it. All right, so this is uh, written by Todd Howard, the Thank Todd, you, Howard? Todd Howard, the Todd Howard, wow. Ron Howard's brother, oh. yeah, with. This guy's got much better hair. Oh, wow. He's probably younger. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And again, spoiler alerts all over this. If you haven't watched this movie, you need to watch this movie and then come back and listen to this. And and the TLDR for the movie is in the title. Like, it is about the guy who kills (laughs) Hitler and then he goes out and kills Bigfoot. Yeah. The Bigfoot. The Bigfoot. That's Bigfoot. That's like all you basically need to know. So, yeah, I mean, the title is the spoiler. So when I came across this gem while searching for a little pick-me-up on a slow day, the intriguing title tickled my fancy and seemed well worth the 99 cents I could have spent on literally anything else. Here's a brief summary of what was an attempt to surely sell out on the shelves of your local blockbuster. Some dude with great hair flies all the way to Germany in a war zone, mind you, to get his sweet mustache shaved off by some old Russian <laughs> who, after the shave, proceeds to give our now shaven friend some random kid's dog, <laughs> which will somehow let him see Hitler. Our gallant hero then executes um then executes our dear Hitler with a gun made of a pipe and a flask of cognac. I like how he adds our dear Hitler. <laughs> 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 like but the dog scene, like... Yeah, the dog scene. The dog... It made no sense. Had nothing to do with anything. Yeah, I guess it was just... To me, I was like, does that just prove he's German, I guess? Like, he has a German shepherd, so obviously, <laughs> it, like, he can't be an imposter. It it was doubling up on the German. It was a hat on a hat. Yeah. Yeah. And then... But, like, the, the actor who plays the dad, who has no line, mm-hmm. whose little boy gives the dog away, yeah. is like a super famous actor. Yeah. He that's, was like in the X-Files forever. That's the thing. Like all these like side people who are on screen for like 30 seconds, they're all actors. Yeah. yeah. You'd be like, wait, that I know that guy from like three other movies. Yeah. 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 Everybody in this, this movie is an actor who none of them have lines. I, yeah. <laughs> they don't say anything. Well, I'd, I'd say this is like a B-list pushing like high C-list kind of movie um but the production value up until maybe about the last third of the movie and uh (laughs) and the the people who are in the movie are like it's like a-list happening here oh yeah yeah the the way it's shot 
is oh. nothing short of beautiful. Absolute yeah. art. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. This this movie so, is a high level meta commentary that is pure art. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So around twenty five years uh, or so later, our hero is living alone. He is retired and therefore is fully entitled to enjoy the many activities he participates in, including dog walking, getting shaved by his brother who looks like Churchill, <laughs> who is his brother is in a ton of movies yeah. and looks like a burn victim. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that was on purpose or is that just how he looks in real life now? I don't, we couldn't figure it out. Yeah. We were yeah. so concerned about it. Because he hasn't been in a movie lately. Yeah. No. But like, yeah, he's been in so many. Like, like, And I can't name a movie he's been right, in. But like the late 90s to like early 2000s. Yeah. He was in everything. Yeah. He, he um, I know like in the early 2000s or mid 2000s, he like beat brain cancer or something. Um, Ooh. and he, are we making fun of a cancer survivor? Yeah. But sorry, I don't, I don't think it made him look like that. Like, I think that's a recent yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, and he's supposed to be like the significantly younger brother. Yeah. Yeah. And looks 200 years older. <laughs> like, Sam the, like the crypt keeper. Yeah. Yeah. He look, yeah. He looks uh, like a bald gold finger from Austin Powers. <laughs> Or gold member. <laughs> oh, man. That is so accurate. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, getting shaved by his brother who looks like Churchill. I'm going to add in slash a burn victim. And staring at a box he keeps under his bed. Oh, he looks at that box like three or four times. Yeah. Every time he like picks it up and then puts it back down. But every time he like, the first time he picks it up. And then puts it right back. Yeah. The next time he picks it up and opens one latch. Yeah. Puts it back. Yeah. There's progression. Right. Yeah. The whole time. And then like he like starts to crack it. He's like, no, I better put it away. Not today. <laughs> Not today. Uh, there's probably a, a bouquet of beers in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he is then approached by the dude who played Captain Nixon in Band of Brothers and some random French dude. Yeah. <laughs> French guy. They, they proceed to inform him that Bigfoot has the flu. <laughs> no, that's not a joke. Yeah, that's for real. And he will kill the entire human race for some reason. Because he's walking towards right. Washington. Yeah. Yeah. So our hero is apparently immune to the Sasquatch stomach flu and is assigned to kill it. He then picks up an outdated bolt-action rifle and tries to kill Bigfoot. Now, Bigfoot isn't really happy about this. <laughs> so he pukes on him and practices his jujitsu on him. <laughs> then our knight in shining armor fakes his own death for some reason and looks at this weird box once again. And that's it. Yeah. I've been saving this review <laughs> for many years, and it's finally time to use it. Literally the worst movie ever made 25 out of 10 would watch again <laughs> but that's the thing that's so intriguing about this movie it's like they really sell you on it in like the first 15 minutes when he beats up those kids outside the bar right right yeah. and then you're like oh this is gonna be awesome and then it's like another 45 minutes of him just like getting haircuts and walking around town <laughs> <laughs> like remembering his past girlfriend who like I don't know, disappears after he gets back from war. Yeah. Yeah, there's one short reference that she died young. Yeah, she yeah. like got sick or something. Oh my god. Like if if the Bigfoot and Hitler part weren't part of this movie, yeah. 
Everybody, your mom would love this movie. Oh, yeah. If you're listening to this, your mom would love this movie. Your aunt, she would go with your mom to this movie, and they would come back and say, oh, it was so nice. We love the movie. Right. Like This is shot so well, like as if it's a normal movie. Yeah. And then it's acted really well also. <laughs> yeah, oh, like, absolutely. Sam Elliott, the intensity he of what it. he's talking about. Like his time in the war, oh, when they're sitting around the it's dinner intense. table, yeah, the camera's close in his face, yeah, and it's like this French dude, and then it totally breaks it because the the Canadian guy, he's like, it's just like, wait, what are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like after this insanely intense, like, oh, yeah, well, I did, I killed him, and that, like, oh yeah. man, yeah, I I think what the movie is is a commentary on like how movies are like almost formulaic at this point Uh the fact that this guy can take such an absurd concept of killing hitler and then bigfoot and then the bigfoot right um and make it like this almost like uh the green book or uh the blind side where it's like so emotional so touching uh the story it goes places and the conversations like seem to make sense but if you like actually are paying attention you're like what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah. <laughs> right. I think I think it's a commentary on like how formulaic these kind of quote unquote good movies are. Yeah, I think you're giving it way <laughs> too much credit. Well, <laughs> what I, the 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 point that I took away from it, which I feel like they communicated pretty clearly, but was the whole idea of like, um, you can kill a person but you can't kill their ideals and like if the ideal yeah. has caught on with enough people like it like the person is just a costume like it doesn't like it could just transfer to anybody it doesn't matter um yeah and so like what value did he really add to the world by killing hitler like i mean he you could argue and he feels that he didn't because what he stood for is still around yeah and he was worse off because of yeah. it yeah yeah. Um, but what the fuck was the deal with Bigfoot? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that, that was the thing too. Is like I think that's where they kind of hand waved away a lot of it because I was like, maybe they're trying to use Bigfoot as like a proxy for him, like literally hunting his demons, and then like once he kills Bigfoot, then he can like be at peace. But I, <laughs> but, but why? Yeah. <laughs> I don't get why Bigfoot had to be sick or why he had to have the flu or why they had to burn, uh, set fire to like down. a 50 mile radius. Yeah. And then move back another 50 miles from there. Oh, yeah. and, and that's the thing too. Like when they send him off, they give him a walkie talkie and they're like, you've got, you know, so many hours to kill Bigfoot and make it back. Yeah. If you don't, we're going to nuke the entire forest. Right. Yeah. And he throws away the walkie talkie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before that, they call him on the walkie talkie oh. and they're at like at least a hundred miles away. Yeah. Right. Potentially 150 miles away. Yeah. And they call him on the walkie talkie because they heard a gunshot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he was holding the button while he's shooting. <laughs> Well, first they go from the scene where he picks out his gun and you're like, okay, like now we're going to get some action where he's hunting and he's like going to do all this stuff. And he's, you know, we're going to get that shot where he like sneaks yeah, up the, a big the foot. tracking, tracking the big foot. It's like yeah. smash cut from, from him being at the base, to him just, just <laughs> like him putting shooting. one in Bigfoot's dome. 
<laughs> and then Bigfoot yeah. lives. Yeah. yeah. He just runs away after getting shot in his head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, man. And then we get a great I, shot of Sam Elliott uh, sniffing Bigfoot's poop with a stick. <laughs> He's like, mm, vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. then, then we get sam elliott like free climbing up this like sheer rock face yeah with a with a broken finger yeah <laughs> and then the dinosaur yeah <laughs> the little tiny dinosaur like he sets it there and there's that beautiful shot yeah with the, with the fucking dinosaur i kept it. thinking that bigfoot was going to try to attack him while he slept but yeah. this is not that kind of movie like watching years and years <laughs> yeah. of movies have taught me to expect certain things and this movie foiled every single one of those expectations yeah. yeah or there's the scene where he like looks at the beautiful mountain range and it's like one second of looking at it then he turns away and it's like you give me a couple seconds to look at it too yeah. right and then when he gets home <laughs> yeah he takes the painting of a beautiful mountain and lake <laughs> yeah and takes it off the wall yeah. he's like that's better well, cause, <laughs> i mean wouldn't you, wouldn't you okay imagine this you climb up this mountain with a broken finger because you shot bigfoot in the head and the little bastard ran away from you <laughs> and you're like i gotta get this because i told him he was i was gonna get him before the nuke it but i lost my radio and then so you get to the top of the hill and you see bigfoot and he dies in front of your eyes so you're like okay well i'm gonna be nice to him and and make a funeral pyre and right as you light the thing he jumps on you pukes all over you and breaks your arm <laughs> oh that's right he breaks his arm yeah, snap. like that's the jujitsu he like puts him in an art bar and like chow like done your elbow is toast oh, i want to know God. how they found him too after he threw his radio away because like yeah he's just well, up they, on top they of don't this find hill. him how are they supposed to know Remember? that he did his mission right they don't find him because he dies so did they nuke the whole area they <laughs> it's never an answer <laughs> so where, how does he get back yeah and then like ends up in his brother's boat that, fishing that's the part that i don't understand is like they supposedly that's show the part. Him. <laughs> like they do this whole thing about him faking his own death or whatever and then he moves into the house that he lived in before. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> he goes back and home. Then dug up his own grave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and not, yeah. Not only that, he dug up his own grave to get that box that they never showed us what was inside. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's also like one little. It's like twenty seconds of him staring at his army uniform. Yeah. And then moving it to the back of the closet, like. How did that get to the middle of your closet anyways? Why were you going to put it on? Yeah. Right. And how would it still <laughs> like, fit? <laughs> like, there's so many questions for the 10 seconds of no dialogue. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then he just, like, puts it back. Yeah. My like, my personal the theory fuck? is that uh, the, after the first scene, when he walks out of the bar, those youths... Uh, assault him and he dies and the rest of the movie takes place in his mind as he's breathing his last breath oh, oh shit cause that could have wow, gone south Chris. right like if he he threw the thing at the guy and like the gunshot barely missed him but like what if the shot didn't miss him and then his whole this yeah. whole thing is like an allegory or, or like a symbolic representation of like him dealing with his life's regrets as he's bleeding out in the parking lot yeah mm-hmm. I like it that makes way more sense to me yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so that movie was the director. That was his first film. Mm-hmm. 
And this guy was like a cartoonist before he made that film. And I don't know where he got this money, but like we said, like this movie is shot with all of the very best equipment, Mm -hmm. like with pretty big actors. Yeah. Like I'm sure this movie cost a fortune to make and then edit and like with as slow paced it is as it is Mm -hmm. like it was not a cheap production yeah to just yard sell it like they did (laughs) makes me so angry i have to believe that the actors who they got to be in it because of how high profile they were like they had to have done it mostly pro bono like i can't imagine they got paid what they're worth yeah, I think I mean I think it's bad on purpose for people like us who watch a lot of movies and really like movies that are done well, because it's like uh you know he's the movies I think he's showing us the movie is so good in those normal good parts to show us that like hey I'm really capable of making a good movie but here's some stupid shit for you <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a douche move yeah, yeah. <laughs> like the reason why people like Jackson Pollock's like crazy stupid splatter paintings and they think they're so good is because he can actually paint in real life Mm -hmm. it's not just some guy splattering paint but he's like hey i'm this crazy good artist but here's some splatters some stupid bullshit and you're gonna love it because i'm actually really good at this right yeah i think that's what thinks that's probably what he's going for yeah (laughs) I, or either that or he had it's either a stroke of genius or he had a stroke <laughs> <laughs> but just when they got to like did he do the makeup on bigfoot himself oh man like, yeah is but that where bigfoot they like crazy can we, too can we talk about bigfoot for a second because like the dude he he didn't look it looks right. like a meth person it looks like someone on meth yeah no it doesn't look right at all yeah he, the eyes are like glossy white yeah, it was like an alien's buggy eyes, but like Skeletor's nose, and he had like vampire ears, and yeah. he was the size of a regular person in like a monkey suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> With like slightly longer forearms. Yeah. Like, yeah. that was the only part of like his proportions that weren't just a human, mm-hmm. where his forearms were a little long. Yeah. That's it. So 25 out of 10, go on Hulu tonight. Go watch this film. Um, mm-hmm. It's only an hour and a half long, so you know it's not that much time out of your day. And you will be—I yeah. guarantee you—something inside of you will change if you watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> You'll come out the other side a different, maybe better, maybe worse. I can't promise you anything, <laughs> but yeah, it—it's—you'll come out a different person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So I found a research article, um, I think it was off of Twitter, and I was reading this article. And I thought this would be something I should definitely bring to you guys. And I was reading about it and I thought, I better make sure that this person's a female. So I did some digging on who wrote the article and found her name and was able to uh, Google image that name. And it, a lot of females came up. It, the first <laughs> name was Jamie, 
which could go either way. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, I got to make sure this is a girl. Um, it was a girl. And in this research of, of her uh, sex, I found a whole list of articles that she wrote. And uh, this other one that she wrote is actually better than the other one. It's titled, Women Selectively Guard Their Desirable Mates from Ovulating Women. What? <laughs> I can read it again if you'd like. Please. <laughs> women selectively guard their desirable mates from ovulating women. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, um, basically, um, ovulating women are both more attractive to men and also more attracted to men. Ovulating women may be perceived to pose heightened threats to other women's romantic relationships. I can see that. Yeah? You think women can pick, pick up on that? No. <laughs> but he can see But it. I can see that it's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so she ran four different experiments, um, and women with partners were exposed to photographs of other women taken during either their ovulation or non-ovulation menstrual cycle phases. So is this like legit double blind like a legit study or is this it was in jamie in her van like <laughs> grabbing women off the street like look at this dude look at no look at, look at this woman oh this is this the woman, woman that my boyfriend left me for i mean <laughs> jamie in her van's a pretty good band name <laughs> uh no yeah it was in like an actual psychology uh paper it's okay. a psychology paper in a psychology journal um, it's social psychology. Um, and they consistently reported intentions to socially avoid ovulating women, but only when their partners were highly desirable. Oh. So if, if your girl is with a fuddy-duddy and she sees an ovulating woman, she's like, nah, I don't give a care. Yeah. But if she's with some hot stallion uh -huh. and she even sees a picture of a woman who's ovulating, she doesn't even have to know that the woman's ovulating. Her brain picks up on that and goes, whoa, this, this woman's a threat to me and my man. And so she wow. starts boxing out like yeah. big baby Davis. Yeah. Like just <laughs> down in the paint, just boxes for days. The hair on the back of her neck stands up and you can hear her like <laughs> hissing, hissing. Do they, do they test for the perceived attractiveness? Like do, does the, the woman that they're testing... Like, do they measure mm -hmm. what she perceives as an attractive woman as well? It's not, but it's not attractive. It's just ovulation. Just pictures of women who are ovulating. Wow. So the, the attractiveness factor is on their partner, the male. Yeah. So I guess Chris's same point, where's this scale? Like who decides <laughs> whether or not their male, their mate is desirable. Well, that's up to the woman. I mean, because some women like funny guys like us <laughs> and some women like, um, I don't know, guys who can fix a, a computer with a wrench. Yeah. <laughs> they might like, guys. so we're the attractive guys. We're the attractive guys. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. 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 Right. Cool. Cool. Bet. So like if, I mean, I'm sure, Chris's wife is madly in love with Chris. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And any time she's around ovulating women, she's on the defense because she's trying to keep those eggs away from Chris, Chris's precious and perfect sperms. <laughs> you know, she does, she does keep 
uh, one of those tubes of like the black under eye paint that uh, athletes wear. Um, and when we're out in public, I've noticed that when we walk by groups of women that she puts them on, like she starts putting under her eyes and that must be her way of guarding saying like, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm not going to let ever, any like, just... stadium light reflect off my cheeks tonight. <laughs> D- does she ever like randomly like box you out? Like, like you're in basketball? Like, yeah, she walks in front of know, me, but I just yeah. thought that she was just trying to be cute. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I remember one time I was walking down the street with Amanda, my wife, and I saw this woman. I didn't even think she was pretty, but Amanda suddenly starts hissing. <laughs> I thought there was a car driving by with air like coming out of the tires, yeah. <laughs> or maybe a bu- bus had stopped recently mm-hmm. with yeah. those air brakes. <laughs> but no, she knew. And then she punched she that girl somehow. right in the mouth. Yeah, no, she shoulder checked her so. right in the ovaries. <laughs> said, said eyes off my man, bitch. Wow. Yeah, and I said, man, we don't we don't say that word. That's offensive to women. Yeah. And she said, that's not a woman. That's just a fucking ripe egg. <laughs> uh, and then when you asked her about it later, she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. What happened? Yeah. yeah. Like completely blacked out. <laughs> saw red. <laughs> so, I. Man, why is why is this something that somebody's researching? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who hurt this woman? What I really want to know is Jamie, who hurt you? Right. She probably lost her man to some slick ovulating woman. Yeah, <laughs> with younger, fresher eggs. Yeah. I can tell you, as a as a guy, that is something that we literally never think about. <laughs> I don't know, man. I it. To me, I guess I don't think about it, but I can like sense it in you the air. Smell it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Smell the menstruation. You're like, you're like a bear. Uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, see, Tim, Tim's not married, so he's on the hunt for oh. ovulating yeah. women. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. He, he's trying to get a kid without all the extra fanfare. Right. Right. You want to visit the kid. You don't want to have to take care of it. Yeah. I don't even know <laughs> if I want to visit it. <laughs> I'll be a, a major absentee parent. <laughs> oh my god! So I don't know. I'm gonna see what else this this lady is uh, writing about because I'm sure if this is one of the things she's writing about, there's sure to be some sort of complex that she's have that she's having. Maybe she's like getting older and she isn't married, doesn't have any kids, and right. she's like, I'm I'm losing my eggs. I got like twelve left, and I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I better not count. I better not count them before they hatch. <laughs> I feel like this. Oh, can you imagine that? If you had to like get rid of them before they all hatch. <laughs> um, oh, man. Uh, I feel like what's, what's the line with this kind of study? Like it's obviously seems like it's okay, or at least it seems more palatable if a woman is doing the research. But like, if this were a guy doing this research, like, I feel like right? the reaction would be like total creepo, right? Yeah. It'd yeah. be like, why are you showing... First, how did you get all these pictures of women ovulating? <laughs> why are they so blurry? Second of all, why are you showing... Why, show... <laughs> why are they all taken from the back of a van? Yeah. And why am I in the back of a van right now? <laughs> Can you please stop showing these pictures of ovulating to my... Pictures of ovulating women to my wife? Yeah. 
she's beginning to hiss and I <laughs> it makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, you're just like, aha, I knew it. Aha. Aha. <laughs> <laughs> Twirling the mustache. Yeah. Thank you for participating in this study. Here's a coupon to Sabaros. Right. And he's like, hurry, thick flubber, hit the gas. <laughs> oh, oh man <laughs> well Chris do you have a thought experiment for us oh I do yeah alright so for this week uh you can create tiny versions of yourself to do your bidding. Okay. So there's yes. like an infinite, I, I'm guessing like an infinite amount of tiny little versions of yourself. You can just keep creating them and they have to do your That's bidding. That's the one I choose. I choose that one. <laughs> Done. Okay. But wait, how, like how tiny? <laughs> yeah. Can I change the sizes? They just have to be smaller than you. Oh, perfect. That's e- easy. Yeah. Easy. Tim's so Tim's like ten feet tall. Yeah. That's not yeah. fair. <laughs> yeah, so like I could still have like an entire basketball team. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, in yes. my head, I was imagining they'd be like maybe waist height, but maybe they're like not always perfect. You know, like the minions. So like some of them are taller than other ones. Uh, so they have, maybe they have to be at least half your size. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you, I like that better. Yeah. You can you can create tiny versions of yourself that have to be at least half your size that will do your bidding. But your umbilical cord reattaches to your mother permanently. Uh, uh, or, oh God! If you don't physically hold in all of your organs, they fall out. <laughs> well, I'll just jump right in with if I've got half-sized versions of myself, I duct tape those mothers around me. Yeah. My guts won't fall out. It's as if you I don't physically hold in all your organs, they fall out. Are we counting those, duct those... tape as a physical way of holding them? Yeah. Well, no. it'll be with one of my little mini me's, yeah. like taped over my stomach. Yeah, just, you're wearing uh... like a belt, a belt of you. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a a belt of mini me's. Now I'm just imagining Tim like always having to walk around shirtless, but it's just like all these little hands covering him at all times. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh if they're doing my bidding, <laughs> yeah. then part of my bidding is holding my organs in. Yeah. Okay. And they're technically you. Yeah. So you're physically holding your own organs in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, Boom. Ninja. Yeah, but how do you define you? Oh, oh man. That's a whole other podcast. Netflix has a, a, <laughs> a, I think it's a documentary called You. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's good. Oh, the one of the mini shows where the logo is like sliced in half. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think the guy like slices people in half. Yeah, it's like a a murderer guy. He, he... Yeah, but he's like obsessed with a single woman. Yeah, yeah. He makes people commit not alive. <laughs> okay, so you're telling me that you would just you would you would squander this power of creating tiny versions of yourself to do your bidding by just having them hold in all your organs. You wouldn't you wouldn't want to be attached to your mom with your umbilical cord. What if my mom dies though? I mean, she's gonna die eventually. I mean. I hope we all die eventually. Yeah, so there's, is there like a wheelbarrow situation with you like rolling her corpse around? I guess it doesn't say how Again. long. I guess it could be elastic. What if it just like, it, oh, it just kind of like moved length. wherever you went, but it was just always attached. <laughs> yeah. So you could have like a good long length. So she could go to work and I could go to work in different locations. Yeah. But like maybe if a car ran oh, over, you'd be like, I don't ah. know because 
the term umbilical cord is a thing that exists. Yeah. And it's only a certain length. Okay, but maybe it's like a phone cord where it like... No, I don't think it is. <laughs> I've seen umbilical cords before. <laughs> Wait a second. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Don't them. ask further questions. I don't um, think that's going to look no, good it's... on your job application. <laughs> <laughs> you might not want to put that one it's in a, your essay. It's my special are you, skills. Are you it's showing, on my cover letter. Are you showing like ovulating women pictures of umbilical cords? And... <laughs> That's a study I'm doing in my van, okay? <laughs> it's not been released yet. When it's published, we'll go more into it. <laughs> okay, Just fine. You get more funding. You're going to use all your tiny little minions to do your bidding by holding in all your organs. You solved my organ puzzle. <laughs> you feel good about yourself no, <laughs> Addison, are you are you like going on that like reattached to your mom? If if I can get the length, then I'm gonna go for it because that's that's free nutrients. I don't even have to eat anymore. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, dog. Oh man. Yeah, dog. Well, I, I would assume it goes both win. ways. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Share nutrients that way. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, the way it actually works is like nutrients go to the baby, and then waste goes yeah back up the umbilical cord through the placenta. Oh, I mean, that's how they get oxygen when they're in the, in the amniotic fluids. Yeah. So what you're saying is mm-hmm. you won't have to eat. I don't even have to breathe. Won't have to shit. I don't even have to breathe. You just exist. I just exist. And you have all those tiny the... little minions. Yeah. Dang. If, if I get the length on the umbilical cord, I'm going umbilical cord. I'll have so much more free time. I don't have to cook meals. Because I'm getting all those nutrients from my mom. Right. I know my mom eats well. She eats lots of vegetables. Yeah. She's got an air fryer. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> I, could, I could text her. I could probably send messages, like subliminal messages through the umbilical cord and be like, hey, mom, don't you want some chicken nuggies today? <laughs> yeah. If you, Tricky nuggies. If you upgraded that yeah. cord to like a fiber cord, it could, get like, it, it could go <laughs> back and forth at gig speeds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to breathe. I mean, I still do poop. I still accumulate. But just because you enjoy it, not because intestine. you have to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still want to be able to drink my coffee in the morning and be like, mm, I'll hold it till I get to work, but then I'm pooping. I don't know. Is that, is that, are you able to do that? I mean, so babies do accumulate poop in their rectum because <clears throat> they swallow it like amniotic fluid. Uh huh. Okay. They just don't. They don't usually poop in there. Sometimes they do. Oh, sometimes they do. <laughs> That's way more than I needed. To so know. Addison wants to be an adult baby who goes poop all the time, and Tim wants to hold have. <laughs> Tim wants to have all of the little people hold his organs shirtless. Oh, yeah. I have to be shirtless though, like Vladimir yeah. Putin. Yeah. So you would just see <laughs> tiny little <laughs> tiny little hands holding it, holding it all in, and in between their fingers would just be like clumps of chest hair and other body yes. hair. That's how they hang on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're like lice. Sometimes they don't all have all that much duct tape. Yeah. So yeah. They're like they hold it's on. like human Velcro. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're mini versions of me, so their body hair. And my body hair kind of oh, make like a, yeah. it's like a, like a bond, like a Velcro. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. You're like, you're like put on this shirt of, of views in the morning. Yeah. And they're like, okay, everybody hold hands. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, imagine how many friends I would have. Oh, so many. Yeah. And you're not even like, you have infinite amount. So you put on that shirt and you can still like poof 
several of yourself and be like, hey, uh, go take this check deposit at the bank for me. Right. Um, wash my shoes, wash my car. Yeah. Yeah. I guess yeah. The, the one thing that to me remains unsolved is it says you can create these little um, versions of yourself, but like, do they just like plop out of you, you know, like a gremlin? Do they just like come out of your back if you drink water after midnight or like, <laughs> how are you imagining this do happens? Do you just snap your finger and they appear? I, I don't know. Are they do, eggs I mean, that hatch every morning? Last? Are they, are they like Mr. Meeksies where they're like, once their task is completed, they can die. No, Ooh. no, you're, you're creating much <laughs> like a Tulpa. You're creating a tiny version of yourself to do your, <laughs> your bidding yeah. forever, forever. You like have, you have to, you have to will them oh, into existence, yeah. and then you can will them away if you want. But that takes a little bit more work. Yeah, I don't know if I can because from what what Chris said, I just create them. He doesn't say anything about me being able to destroy them. Oh no, it doesn't tell you. So you am I like slaughtering these guys all the time? <laughs> like when there's too many of them, like yeah, I just like call them and just yeah. It's, I'm imagining it's it's kind of like the Ozymandias situation from the Watchmen TV show. Yeah. Mm. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, there you have it. Yeah. Man, that's uh, some controversial topics out of the, uh, the, uh, the thought experiment this week. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I'd rather go with llamas. So... Yeah, I still miss my llama. Yeah, I want that Tesla truck. I want that sweet, sweet kiss in the mouth. <laughs> oh, I thought we were kissing it. You're kissing it on the penis. <laughs> yeah. I'm giving it a mouth kiss. <laughs> so, well, yeah, uh, if any of our listeners have their own, if they've made it this far first, uh, and if you have your own <laughs> um, answer or your own thought experiment that you want us to feature next time, please Drop us an email or uh, leave us a voice message on our anchor page. Um, and we'd love to feature that on the show. Yeah. And uh, that email again is uh, ptpod at gmail.com. No, it's pt.podcasters at gmail.com. Oh, oh man. Boy. That's so tricky. Can you spell <laughs> all that out phonetically, please? Uh, I will not. Pa- Papa Tango, period. Papa Oscar <laughs> Delta. Charlie, Alpha, Sierra, Tango, Echo, Romeo, Sierra, Dot. Oh no, uh, Ampersand. <laughs> no, an ampersand is the uh, is the and. No, is it? Yeah. What do you call the at symbol? Yeah. He, at. at. Yeah, at. it's just at. <laughs> Golf, uh, Mike, Alpha, India, Lima, Dot. <laughs> Charlie, Oscar, Mike. <laughs> that was hard. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll have a more succinct uh, email account soon. But for now, that's what we got. Cool. And um, also, if you've hung in this far, um, thank you. And we'd love it if you could tell a friend, let them know about us. If you thought this was funny, um, keep listening and 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 share it with other people. Uh, the more that we get to listen, the more often we get to do this and keep having fun and continue this fun conversation with us. Yeah, we've got some great reviews rolling in, so I'm pretty happy to see that. Well, yeah, shoot us a review. Yeah, on uh, Apple Podcast, uh, you can review us there, and that helps us with exposure through Apple. You can yeah. even listen to us through your smart speaker, because I know, because I tried. <laughs> yeah, I listen to it in my kitchen nice. on my Google Home, and uh, it works. Nice. Sweet. 
Yeah, so let some of your full-time friends know that you've just made some new full-time friends. Because when you're here, you're family. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll leave the light on for you. And don't quit your day job. Don't Don't quit your day job. Don't quit your day job.